In today's episode, I am going to help a younger engineer in Florida take her biggest challenge and turn it into her biggest opportunity. Let's do it. Welcome to the Engineering Career Coach Podcast, where it's all about helping real engineers to overcome real challenges and get real results. And now for your host, who is on a mission to inspire as many engineers as possible, professional engineer and certified career coach, Anthony Fasano. Hello, everyone. This is Anthony Fasano, and this is the podcast for engineers who want to create extraordinary careers and lives. That's right. Extraordinary careers and lives. And today I have an awesome show for you. I'll be working with a young engineer from Florida and she thinks she's got such a big challenge and such a big problem in her career. And I end up helping her turn it into a huge opportunity and probably a problem that most of you out there would want to have yourselves. So before I jump into the show, and I'm going to do that momentarily, I want to just make a few announcements. First of all, I'm going to be putting on an event in Washington, D.C. at the end of April, April 30th, May 1st, May 2nd, called the Engineering Career Success Summit. It is going to be the only conference for engineers that's dedicated 100% to your personal and professional development. However, I need help. We're trying to fund this through Kickstarter because we're trying to bring in some huge speakers some big headline speakers, and we're trying to get a lot of engineers together from all different experience levels to help each other grow. So please take a look at the Kickstarter campaign. You won't even believe the price of the tickets if you fund this project through Kickstarter. Visit engineeringevent.com to check it out. We have about 30 days to fund the project, and I really need your help. And trust me, you will not be disappointed when you see the prices on the tickets that we're giving out. There's only a limited number of tickets on this Kickstarter campaign but you can get one today if you go there and do that. And I hope you will. And next, I want to just talk very briefly about the sponsor for today. I always get questions from engineers about, should I get a master's degree in engineering management or a master's degree in business? It's the question I always get. And you know, a lot of times the question, I, I put it right back to the engineer. What are your goals? What do you want to accomplish? So I've done a lot of research in the whole Masters of Engineering Management. And I found the Purdue University MEM program. I found it through one of our meetups. They sponsored it. Melanie from Purdue came down. I got to see her presentation. And I was really, really interested in what they're doing. So I took a, a deeper look into their program and it's a phenomenal program. It allows you to earn a master's degree that's specifically designed to advance your career in industry that has on-campus or online study options. It's a phenomenal program. It's ranked really high. I really want to urge you to check it out. If you want to learn more about the Purdue MEM program, simply call 1-877-598-4233 or email promasters at purdue.edu. Again, that's promasters at purdue.edu. They're processing applications daily. And I'm telling you, it's a top of the line program. And one of the things that I'm trying to do and coordinate with them is to bring a couple of students onto the podcast in the coming months. I've had directors of MEM programs on, but I've never actually looked at the student side of it. And that's something that I want to do. I want to ask them how they see it applying to them in their career. Because these are students that are working and doing the engineering management program. So I'm working on that for you. 
But again, thanks to Purdue for sponsoring. They're doing a great job there. And I hope that you'll check that out. So now what I'd like to do before we get into the main segment of the show, I'm going to give you a quote that relates to today's show and is focused around opportunity. And the quote comes to us from none other than Kobe Bryant. Everything negative, pressure, challenges are all opportunities for me to rise. It's a very simple quote, but I love it because it's so true. Whenever someone brings a challenge to me, I always ask them to look for the opportunity. And that's what I'm going to do with my guest here today. So let's get into it right now. All right, so now it's time for our main segment of the show. And today I have with me here Kathy from Florida. She is a civil engineer in the field of water, wastewater. She graduated with an undergraduate degree in 2003. And I'm going to let Kathy kind of explain a little bit of her challenge to me here that she sent in to me. And then we'll start from there. Kathy, how are you tonight? I'm doing quite well. Thank you. Good. So, Kathy, tell me about your challenge and your career that you're facing right now. Okay. So here's the skinny. Yes, I'm an educated engineer and all that jazz. I even had a couple of years under my belt when I actually married a member of the Coast Guard, also known as military officer. So with that come comes the challenge of every three to four years having to relocate because of his job. I already lost one job to that particular thing about three or four years ago back in Maryland. And it took me about a year and a few interviews, I would say maybe three or four, very far in between, to actually be able to land a nice steady job. Now, next summer, I am going to be moving again, and the prospect of job interviews is kind of looming over me, particularly that pink elephant in the room of, about me being a military spouse. When I was doing my interviews for this last, the last time that I got relocated, that was always like something like a big boulder that I never mentioned in my interviews because I feared that it would mark me as someone not reliable or someone that you shouldn't invest your time in because you'll just be gone in three years. So I never did. But I'm wondering if I should even breach the subject if I, when I get into future interviews, if for whatever reason I cannot keep my current job. And if I should breach the subject, how do I approach it? That's basically my question. Sorry if I dragged it too long. No, no, no. That's that's perfect. And and just to summarize it for myself so that I understand. So basically, you marry a military officer and you have to relocate every three to four years. And every time that happens, obviously, you have to go through a process of getting a new job, potentially at a new company. I guess there's some possibilities of potentially being able to transfer within a company. But even at that it's still like a new job because you're still going to a totally new office, totally new location, totally new people. And, you know, I guess part of your challenge is that because of this, anytime you go for a job interview or you try to go through the transition, it poses a big challenge, not just to getting the job, but because people, if people think that you're not going to be very stable there, Mm -hmm. 
that would pose a, a challenge for them. Okay, so this is a great thing for us to talk about tonight. I'm sure a lot of you out there listening have some a similar situation where you have a certain circumstance or something that you really you've chosen to do. I mean, obviously Kathy's chosen to get married to her husband and this is something that came along with it and when you make a choice like that, obviously there's consequences potentially that go with it. And so now Kathy has to try to deal with these consequences in the best way possible. And I'm sure many of you have consequences out there that you might have to deal with. I'll just give you one example. Maybe I'll use my own example. I have three kids that are very young. So I decided to have kids and I, I knew obviously I was going to do that, but also there's consequences for career. And I'm not saying it's a negative thing, but what I'm saying is you ha- I had to understand that if I was going to have kids, now I have to have a different kind of balance in my life. So maybe I don't work as much or maybe my business or my career isn't going as fast as I wanted to. So I had to learn how to adjust with that and kind of, I guess, use that to my advantage. So, so Kathy, before we start and talk about the interview part of it, because I can certainly, I think, help you out with that. Let's think about this entire situation for a minute of the prospect of relocating every three to four years. What would you say, what's the opportunity in that situation for you? I would say that I can reinvent myself every three to four years. I basically, every time I go to a new location, I have a better handle about what I like and what I don't like in a position, in a company, in my career for my next life, quote unquote. (laughs) I'd say that's about the best thing I can come up with. (laughs) That is an excellent point because I talk to a lot of engineers who end up working at a company for a very long time and they don't even like what they're doing anymore, but they're too afraid to make a change. And in your situation, you have no choice. Yeah. So I do think that that's a big, big opportunity, a big positive point to take out of it. The other question I would ask you is when you're working somewhere, okay, like you know right now that next summer you're leaving. Mm Mm-hmm. So what goes through your mind on a regular basis because of that, that maybe other people don't have to think about or do? At work or in daily life? Because that's a really big looming prospect. Well, no, I mean like at work, like with regards to your career and your career development, how does that affect my work? What you decide to develop in yourself as far as training or your work, your projects, how does it affect everything that you think about? Well, in terms of training, it actually intensifies whatever training I'm willing to take on. Because I can transfer anywhere uh, anywhere in the States, any other location, but my brain is staying with me. Right. Okay, good. That training stays with me. On another aspect, when in my project work, it actually drives me to be a little more detailed as far as documentation. So that if, God forbid, I do end up going to a different job and I cannot continue my projects, I have all my notes and all my different approaches well-documented so that if I have to pass the baton to another engineer, you know, I can explain clearly and they can go back and reference all my documents. Okay. Let's, let's just recap this. So basically you get to reinvent yourself every three to four years. You intensify your training. So you probably learn quicker and absorb more and you are more detailed on your projects because you know that you may not be around to finish those projects. So there's probably hundreds of engineers listening right now saying, man, I have to start relocating every three to four years. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh gosh, don't. No. You don't have to. <laughs> no, so I'm kidding. But honestly, for, for all of you out there listening, I mean, when you have a situation, you always have to try to ask those questions. Like, where's the opportunities? How can I leverage this situation? How can I make it work the best for me? And we're only just started this conversation, but I wanted to get that right off the bat so that I understand some of the positives and some of the opportunities here for Kathy that we can try to leverage now for the rest of the conversation here. So let's get into the interview part of it and tell me a little bit about the last time you did this. You said you relocated, I guess, from Maryland to Florida. You said you had three or four interviews. How did that process go? I mean, was there any possibility of staying with the same company or were you definitely going to a different company or tell me about the process? I definitely had to go to a different company given they had no offices in Florida. To make the situation worse, I was the bottom of the recession. So that's when everybody was actually laying off people instead of hiring. So that definitely affected the job search. The couple of jobs that I was able to go in were mostly government jobs, and I basically just got them online. I didn't know anybody here. I didn't exactly know how to start networking. I, At the time, I didn't even know the power of professional associations. Let's just put it that way. So all I did was just surf on the internet, on Indeed, and heaven knows how many other sites, waiting for something to come up and just apply to that. Once I got to the job interview, I would try, well, I'd just answer the questions, try to, you know, keep, spread myself some answers so that I could answer appropriately or as far as I could. And that's about it. Was there something I missed? All right. And you ended up, obviously you ended up getting something. Is the job that you have, it's a, it's for a private engineering company or? Yes. And do you know where you're going to be moving to roughly? I wish. Okay. <laughs> I wish they tell us uh, March next year. Okay. And that gives you how much time before you move then? A couple months? I mean. Four months. Okay. Does the company that you work for now, are they big? Are they nationwide or no? Yes. Okay. They are. The thing is that they don't have my department at every single office. So the possibility of me not being able to stay with them is kind of real. I, I would, yeah. Okay. It's pretty real. Okay. First, before we get to the interview, let's talk about the, the transition process. Are you on LinkedIn? Yes. Okay. Are you active or? I log on every, I don't know, three, four days. Okay. I have a bunch of notifications in there for people who message me and such. Okay. That's good. I think that that could be a real advantage for you, especially, you know, having to relocate every so often, building up that network online is always a good thing. You obviously don't know where you're going to end up yet, but regardless, when you're on LinkedIn, you obviously can build a network that's in different locations, which is a big positive. What kind of training have you taken in the last three or four years that is going to be helpful for you in the interview process? I got my PE this year. Okay. How's that? Well, that's, that's the best one, I think. That's the biggest one. <laughs> I also got some project management training because I'm trying to become project manager within my company. And of course, yes, there are some tools that are particular to my company, but there's also some other that are more people management and how you basically manage a team and make sure that you don't get any losses or anything like that. Okay. Excellent. So 
let's go over this now. So you find out where you're going, let's say, and let's say you've identified, let's say that you can't work at your company now, just to take kind of that quote unquote worst case scenario. So you find some companies in this new location and you reach out to them and you get an interview. Now you're going into the interview. The first thing I can tell you is I definitely would not say anything about the idea of being a military spouse. I don't think that that really can help you in any way, nor do I think you should be obligated to say that anyway. I mean, that's, that's probably more than they would ask for. However, if they ask, you know, why you're want to come there, why you're leaving Florida, you could always say, you know, my husband's being relocated for business, which is fine. And then as far as the interview itself, what I would do honestly is I would pretty much lean on everything that you've told me so far, which is basically you are flexible and obviously you've had to relocate before. So you're flexible. You're able to do it. You're very detailed in your project management. You have done a lot of training. You're an avid learner. You've done a lot of training. You've got your PE license. You've got project management training. I mean, all those things, when you put all those things together, I mean, those are all really big positives. You're involved. You told me in the AWWA, I believe, mm-hmm. as a board officer. So you've got a whole bunch of positives. So basically what you're doing is, and I think one approach that I would take if I were you for the rest of your career, as long as you have to deal with these relocations, is you're building a, a resume that is just making it easier and easier for you every time you relocate. So last time you left Maryland, you said, oh, I had to really get a lot of job interviews and look for different jobs and it was stressful. Now this time, I feel like based on everything you told me, it's going to be easier for you because obviously you've got more credentials to stand on. You've got more experience. Now, the only reason that you might bring up the military spouse is if a company says, listen, we like you a lot. We're a little bit nervous because we've noticed that you've changed jobs a couple times. Could you explain that to us? And then you could say, well, listen, I want to be honest with you. My husband's in the military, so we've been relocated a few times. However, having to relocate has really strengthened me because of all these reasons. And it's made me really the engineer that I am. And it's going to help me be able to help you for X, Y, Z reasons. Oh, so kind of like the talk of the weakness and how you spin it into a positive. Exactly. You always want to try to take whatever you think is a weakness or a challenge and spin it into how it can benefit, ideally, in this case, the employer. Yeah. You can say, you know, listen, I've, yeah, I've had to relocate twice in the last eight years, but I could tell you what, because of that relocation, whenever I train, it's intense. I've got my PE license. I've gotten project management training. I've had to be extremely flexible and meet and learn with new people, new clients. I've had to increase my networking skills and abilities. So basically, in the last eight years, I've probably learned twice as fast as most engineers that are my age. And now I have all of those abilities that I can bring to the table for you and utilize them. Wow. What do you think about that? That is sweet. <laughs> I should write that down. <laughs> That's all right. You can re-listen to the podcast. So. <laughs> oh, I will. I definitely So that's definitely all a positive. And honestly, if I'm looking at it from the other perspective of the employer, because, you know, I've I've hired people before. When I hire people, especially younger engineers, I never would think about 
them leaving or when they were leaving. I really wouldn't even care about that. What I would think about is what are they going to bring to the table and how they can help me like tomorrow when they start. So part of your mindset and approach too should not be going in there like, oh man, they're going to ask me about me and military spouse. They're going to think I'm going to relocate. My approach would be, listen, I've got all this skills now. I'm going to really tell them how I can help them. And when you take that approach, they're going to be like, wow, you know, Kathy is like, she's killing it the last four years. And they're not even going to think about it. They won't even care if you leave in three years. They're just going to care about what you could do for them in the next three years. Yeah, it's a good way to look at it. The world we live in is basically like, what can you do for me right now? Like, if you don't do something in the next 10 seconds, I'm not going to care about it anymore. So I think that that's got to be your focus too going into it is that I can walk in this door tomorrow and help you a lot. Good. That is very good, sir. I hope that it this can shift your mindset a little bit and make you understand that I think what you've gone through is actually puts you way ahead of a lot of engineers at your age and you can use that to your advantage. And really engineers out there listening to this, there's probably a lot of you out there that have challenges too. And you have to think hopefully along the same thinking patterns that I'm trying to speak about here with Kathy in that where's the opportunity here? And if you can't find an opportunity after looking for it for a really long time, the first thing you should do is apply to come on the podcast, number one. But the second thing you can do is ask yourself the next question, which is, you know, how can I learn and grow from this situation? And if you do that, you're always going to be looking for positives. You're always going to be taking learning situations out of whatever situation you're going through and then be able to to apply them. And so hopefully Kathy's situation here has helped everyone out there to learn that everything is an opportunity and everything you can leverage and you always have to think about how you can leverage it. And the other point that I'll kind of emphasize here, which is important, is the way to be successful as an engineer, the way to reach your goals is to always be able to bring a ton of value to other people, meaning employers, clients, colleagues, professional associations, really anyone that you come into contact with. If you can bring them value, then you're always going to win. And when I say win, I mean achieve your own goals because, I mean, that's to me, that's what winning is. So I hope that was helpful for Kathy. I hope that was helpful for everyone listening. Kathy, any other questions that you have? Anything else you want to bounce off of me here? Well, this particular time, that was the big boulder. (laughs) That was the really big boulder. Yeah. I mean, the one thing I would say that I would focus on too, if I were you right now, is LinkedIn, like we talked about briefly, because that's basically a way for you to network with people all over the country. And for you, you don't know where you're going to be. So being able to make contacts in some of the different locations would be helpful for you. And I know that you don't know where you're going, but maybe your husband has some cities in mind or he knows that there's certain locations where his bases are, whatever the case may be. And if that, if that is the case, then I would definitely spend some time in, on LinkedIn looking at companies and connecting with people in those regions at least. Well, that'd be good to know. If, if I did, well, I guess the, the benefit of the particular branch of the military that he is, the Coast Guard, is that we usually get sent to major cities. That's, you know, the biggest one. So when we looked at the possible locations, it's not just one or two, it's about a dozen, if not two dozen. But we're talking major cities here. We're talking uh, New York City, 
Seattle, San Diego, San Francisco, Portland, uh, Miami, I wish. <laughs> There's uh, Virginia Beach. I think there was Houston. There was New Orleans. Well, listen, here's the key. This is what I would do if I were you. I would make a list of all those cities. And even if you connected with one person a week in each city, in 10 weeks from now, that's 10 connections in every one of those cities. And when you find out what the city is, you never know who those connections will know or how you can reach out to them further. And I would definitely try to focus in on some of the larger companies potentially, because that will give you more flexibility in the future. If you build up a good network with these larger companies, the ability to transfer. Okay. That would be great. So I would focus on that. So Kathy, I hope that's helpful for you. I hope everyone out there has learned a lesson here in that there's no really no such thing as bad situations or challenges. It's just a matter of how you look at them. It's your perspective only. And some people out there might have the same situation as Kathy, but they maybe they didn't apply for the podcast because they saw it as, a, as an opportunity or, or a benefit for them. So it's all perspective. So Kathy, I, I hope you enjoyed this and I hope that, uh, I hope everything works out well and I'll definitely keep in touch with you so we can find out how, how you ended up. Sure. That'll be no problem. All right. <laughs> Thank you. All right. If anyone wants to catch the show notes for this show, you can go to engineeringcareercoach.com forward slash session 33. And I'll just kind of recap our conversation and put some links to anything that I might've referenced throughout the show that might be helpful, like LinkedIn, for example, so you can find them in the show notes. I hope you enjoyed the coaching segment of the show today. I really did. I thought Kathy had a lot of really good energy and hopefully I'm going to help her channel that in the right direction. So what I'd like to do now for our take action today segment of the show, right? This show is about action. That's why I do the podcast. It's not about just putting your earbuds in, listening to this for half an hour and then going on your merry way and burying yourself in your projects and clients and other things. So what I want you to do today is think about one of your biggest challenges right now. One of the biggest quote unquote problems you're facing in your career, in your life, however you want to approach it. And I want you to ask yourself, where's the opportunity in this situation for me? How can I take what I'm perceiving as a challenge and spin it around and leverage it into a strong opportunity? Because I know you can. You can do it. Just like Kathy did it. She had no idea coming into that call what she was going to leave with, but she did it. So please, This could be one of the most important things you ever do in your career. Take a sheet of paper and write it down and then brainstorm by scribbling words around it of all the positives and all the benefits you can take from it. So with that, I want to thank you for spending some time here with me today. Please tune in next week for the Engineering Career Coach Podcast and please take a look at engineeringevent.com and check out the event that I'm throwing down in DC for engineers. It's not for engineers that are not motivated, if you don't want to advance your career rapidly, it's not for you. But if you do, check it out because the ticket prices are awesome and I would love to meet you, talk with you, network with you, and help you to create an extraordinary engineering career. Until next time, I hope you continue to engineer your own success. If you want to hear more episodes of the Engineering Career Coach Podcast, you can subscribe on iTunes or go to engineeringcareercoach.com where you will find tons of free engineering career resources. Just click the Start Here button on the site for an easy-to-navigate index of all the resources available. 
You can also follow Anthony Fasano on Twitter at Anthony J. Fasano or Facebook at facebook.com forward slash engineer your own success. Until the next time, thanks for listening.